0: I am super excited today. I'm going to talk to you all about how to stop self-sabotaging when it comes to emotional eating. Now, this tool that I'm going to teach you can be used with anything. It doesn't have to be emotional eating, but obviously that's what I love talking about. So a little bit of backstory. I have been doing a program myself. I've been doing someone else's program and I have just found an amazing tool. Don't worry, I have permission to share it with you, but it is absolutely fabulous. And it's very in alignment with everything that I have been teaching over the last several years. And what I basically teach people is how to turn off that negative brain and how to turn off the positive. And we'll dive into this a little bit as we go on. Now, what I would say is in the past, I've really felt like I had lots of tools that can help me, some more effective than others, some at some times, some at other times. But this, this tool is amazing, and it feels like a switch for me. It feels like I can literally go, oh, negative brain, stop. Let's flip to positive brain. And I have started introducing it with my clients, and they are getting amazing feedback. They're saying, I love that session we did. I've lost weight. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? Fabulous. This is really super, super helpful. And talking about losing weight, if you want to lose weight and you're thinking, I need some of this, I need some of Dr. Orlina's super support, then you can still join the £12 in 12 weeks program. It is an amazing program. And guess what the results are? Yes, you've got it. £12 in 12 weeks. Now, if you don't want to lose weight, that's absolutely fine. It's all about healthy eating and mindset, really. And if you want to lose more weight, then no problems either. What I really suggest you do is if you're interested in the program, is book a call with me and we will chat and I will explain it to you. And I would just like to remind you if you haven't heard of what Leah said. She Leah is one of my clients and I know that she was really hesitant to book a call and she got to the sign up page several times before she actually booked the call. And now when she looks back, she's just like, oh my goodness, and I nearly didn't book the call. I nearly didn't make that step. And, and now she says, oh my goodness, my life has changed so much. It's amazing. I could never go back to that rut. And I know that she urges you to say, to, to jump on the call and book the call. And you have nothing to lose. I'm not going to push you into doing something you don't want. What I am going to do is help you explore if the program is right for you. Okay, let's talk about sabotaging. Let's talk about positive brains. Let's talk about negative brains. So here's how our brains work. Our brains are hugely, hugely negatively wired. Now, don't feel bad about this. This is human wiring. People always tell me, oh, I'm broken. This didn't work for me, or I couldn't do this. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You are a human being with a human body and a human brain. And when you understand how the human brain works it all falls into place. You aren't broken, you just have a human brain and that's it. Human brains are hugely negatively wired. Now, there has been a huge evolution evolutionary benefit for this in that, you know, when we, back in the day, when we were living with dangers, such as a tiger might eat me, we needed that negative bias because if a tiger is out there and we're sort of worried that there's a danger and we're constantly worried that things are a danger, then we don't put ourselves in danger. Now, the converse is if you think there isn't danger, when there is danger, you don't think there's a tiger behind the bush and you run out, then you get eaten. So being negatively biased really helps us survive as a human species. However, now we don't live with day-to-day threats like tigers. We do live with threats, that are basically stress. And so, what have, this has led to is that we are hugely, hugely overstressing our stress. Now, what does that look like inside your brain? Well, basically, if you divide it into two streams, so you've got what I call the negative pathway and the positive pathway. And we spend a lot of time in our negative pathway. And I'm sure you've heard of the flight and the flight response and, you know, getting adrenaline and when we're scared, we want to run away, we either run or we freeze or we hide or we do something like that. And when we talk about it like that, you're really thinking about, well, yeah, sure, when big things happen. But the reality is, is that is going on all the time, even when little things happen. So let me give you an example. Last week in Spain, here where I live, we have very narrow pavements or sidewalks, as you might call them in the States. And I was walking along the pavement and somebody basically barged me out of the way. Now, you can see by my language that I thought of it in a negative term because the word barge is like, oh, it's a, it's a negative thing as opposed to I just stepped off the pavement. So she sort of pushed me out of the way and she didn't say excuse me or anything like that. Now, that's one side of the story. But another side of the story could just be, oh, we passed on the street and I had to step off to allow her to pass. But your brain or my brain can go into that negative spin of I'm upset about this. And it opens up that negative pathway. And it can just be something as mundane as I was pushed off the pavement. And now I'm gonna spend two minutes being in that negative space, thinking about that negative space. Now, there's a couple of things to say about that negative space. Number one, your brain really focuses on that negative. And number two, It's not doing anybody else any damage other than me, but it is actually doing me damage. That two minutes is two minutes when I could be feeling positive. It's two minutes that adds up to that constant stress and that background stress hormone. And those stress hormones are not good for us when we have too many, which basically we do all the time. So that negative pathway is not just for big, huge things. And it is overstimulated all the time in the vast majority of human beings. Now, the other thing about that as well, that negative pathway, is you aren't in a problem-solving situation then. So, for example, when I see my children screaming and fighting at each other, so they might, for example, fight about who's going to have screen time first, and they get really upset, and one person says something like, well, I asked first, and the other person says, I asked first. And you can hear from their language that they're really in this negative Space And what happens is they just hone in on each other. Seriously, I can't even get their attention when they're doing this. I'm trying to say, excuse me, excuse me, can we talk about this in a nice way? And yet they're just like, no, they don't even hear me, even though I'm really, really close to them. But the problem is, is that they are not, they're not solving anything. All they are doing is shouting and screaming at each other. Now, if I could flip their switches into positive, they could jump into positive problem solving and think, well, okay, you had it yesterday first, so you can un- can have it today or, you know, whatever the solution is, there's never a right or wrong answer. But negative brains essentially are not helpful to us. Now, the other thing to say about your negative brains is that there are lots of what we call saboteurs. There's lots of patterns to how that negative brain shows up with us. And you probably know what those recurring thoughts are for you. Now, everybody has what we call a judge. And judge can be like either that aggressive, oh my goodness, you're awful, this thing is awful, or it can be a sort of more quiet, snooty, looking down on somebody. So we always have this background judge and we can judge other people, we can judge ourselves and we can judge our environment as well. Like, oh my goodness you know, this place isn't great. So, you know, we're not just judging ourselves or other people. Now, we also have accomplices, other saboteurs, just to help, just in case we need a little bit of extra negative push. There are other characters that are involved. And I will run through these quickly now. And over the next few weeks, I will dive down and have a little think about more of these as some of of them come up more for different people, but different people have different ones. So there's nine of them. There's hyper-rational which is really trying to see everything from a logical point of view. And I think this is one of my ones that I am kind of hyper-rational, which is probably why I find emotions so, so amazingly interesting. Here's the strange thing. I think I approach emotions from a hyper-rational point of view, but I do find them fascinating. But essentially what a hyper-rational person is doing is not paying attention to emotions and not allowing for emotions within any particular situation and as I'm always trying to tell you humans are emotionally driven we are we are emotional creatures as opposed to logical creatures okay so we've got that high achiever hyper achiever that person who really has got high goals and wants everything to be right we've got controller I put my hand up to being a controller particularly where my kids are involved and I would say I think in different situations different saboteurs come out and derail us Restless. You know, you get bored of something. Avoider. You avoid doing something. Victim mentality. Oh my goodness, my children are all victim mentality. They all have this victim mentality. They're always like, oh, it's mummy's fault. I'm like, I wasn't even there. How can it be my fault? But you know, that blaming other people and not taking responsibility for yourself. Pleaser. You do things to please people all the time. Stickler. So you want things done in a particular way. And hypervigilant. So that's really looking at danger. And, you know, I can definitely see hypervigilant, particularly when I had children. And you train yourself to be hypervigilant when you've got young children around. But obviously, when they grow up, you can let that go a little bit. So, just to let you know again what the saboteurs were: there's hyperrational, hyperachiever, controller, restless, avoider, victim, pleaser, stickler, and hypervigilant. Now, that's all the negative side. And now on the positive side, you have what I call the positive brain and what other people might call the sage or wisdom or just being in that energetic space. Now, the difference of this energetic space is actually you get things done because you come from a place of empathy and curiosity and you can do problem solving. So, for example, with my clients, when we're talking about emotional eating and we always start off and I say, right, you're going to go and do a two week reboot and you're going to go and eat amazingly healthily. Now, obviously, I talk to people about how they're going to do this. And then after a week, they come back and they say, oh, I didn't do this right. And I would say, yeah, but that's a golden learning opportunity. If you come from that place, from a place of curiosity, like what is going on, then you can understand what is going on and you can then make changes. And that is an amazing place to be as opposed to beating yourself up. So you can see the difference between positive and negative. Positive is much, much more helpful, and it really spurs you on to do things. Now, this all sounds great. The other thing I would tell you as well is that apparently, or not apparently, fact, research shows that if you are in your positive brain, 75% of the time, you kind of create this vortex this, what I call a positive whirlpool, things that go up and up and up, and you start building up on things. If you're not in your positive mind 75% of the time, it's easy for you to be be derailed. And I have definitely noticed this in my life. You know, I wake up feeling positive, feeling happy, and then Suddenly my kids come and they start screaming and shouting and something happens or something else happens and you're doing fine until life hits you. But the problem is life always hits you. Now, I've always known this. I've never known the, the number, the 75%, that you basically have to build up this positive way of being for, until you reach 75% and then it sort of self-perpetuates. It, it keeps you going. You can maintain it. So now you're probably asking me, but how do we maintain this? How do we do this? It's really difficult to be positive all the time when you're like forcing it. Now, well, it's not about forcing it. So here's the amazing thing is that you can switch from one to the other now yes you do have to train your brain to do this but essentially what you do is you just train your brain to refocus on other things and this is the bit that is like magic it's like oh my goodness this is so simple now you might be saying this sounds very like meditation and it is similar to meditation but what I would say is it's really about refocusing your brain intentionally and you can do this in lots of different ways You can do it by focusing on touch. So for example, you can take your hand and run your fingertips up and down it, and really just focus on that sensation of feeling your hands. You could do it with feeling your toes. So feeling your toes either when if you're sitting or standing, but feeling the the base of your feet and then wriggling 10 of your toes and really focusing your brain on that. Now you can do it in different ways. You can focus on hearing and hearing different things. You can focus on sounds. You can, sorry, I just said that, didn't I? Oh my goodness. You could focus on looking at things. So you can look at pictures. You can look at objects in front of you and see them in a different way and really focus on on what it looks like, the textures, the that you see, the colors that you see, the shades that you see. You can focus on your breathing. So you just learn to refocus your brain and you don't have to do it for a long period of time. Now, you do have to continually do it. You have to get into the habit of doing it, but just a couple of breaths will help you refocus. And I have been finding this an absolutely amazing tool. So for example, when my children are starting to kick off, as I would say, you know, they're starting to argue, I can focus myself and go, okay, I'm going to switch from negative. Because what happens is the minute they start arguing, you start arguing and you switch to negative brain and you can't change anything from your negative brain. So you flip into positive brain and then you can help them. Now, what I suggest you do if you're an emotional eater is do these things. They're called PQ reps. It's called positivity quotient reps. You do these PQ reps before you eat anything and really put yourself into positive brain first and get used to that habit of putting yourself into positive brain. It is so amazing. It is so effective. Just this small little shift of, hey, do you know what? I can change from negative brain to positive brain. And when you're in positive brain, you are less likely to emotionally eat. And also, all of that, whatever is causing the stress, the emotional stuff that we talked about in the challenge, whatever your underlying trigger is, that is going to diminish as well. So you're going to want to trigger yourself less. Is this amazing or what? I hope you found this amazing. It is an amazing tool, which I've told you about in 15 minutes. I would really love to hear how you get on with this tool. So if you're not a member of the Facebook group, come and join the Facebook group. I will put a link in the show notes. Come and join the Facebook group. It is amazing. It is called 12 Pounds in 12 Weeks, Healthy Natural Weight Loss for Busy Women. The name of it does change frequently because I can never decide what to keep it on. And if you're interested in doing this work, this is something that I will be implementing in my group program over the next few weeks and going forwards, obviously, but we're all going to learn about it together. So we'll be going through our sages. We will be going through our saboteurs and really getting this idea of, okay, I'm going to decrease my negative. I'm going to decrease my saboteurs. I'm going to decrease the muscle of that. And I'm going to increase the muscle of my positive. And when you can do that, you can apply it to anything, to healthy living, to your family, to whatever, whatever project that you have going on or whatever you want to improve in your life. It is truly, truly an amazing tool. So if you're interested in losing 12 weeks, sorry, 12 pounds in 12 weeks, then please book a call. Okay. Have a lovely week and I will be back next week. Bye-bye.